Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the final word daily from the Commonwealth Games. Day three, Jeff Lemon and Natalie Germanos with you. Uh, I believe, well, the show is brought to you by Advanced Hair. I know that for sure, the world leaders in hair restoration. I also know that it's my job to do the 30-second summary today. Yep. Okay, we've got two games. Just to set the scene before I, before we start the clock, we've got uh, Australia playing Barbados and we've got, we had India-Pakistan in the morning. Here we go. India flattened Pakistan. They stomped them. 18 overs, reduced by rain, uh, bowled out Pakistan for 99 and then Smriti Mandana basically chased it down on her own, made 64 in quick time and then Australia went one better. They bowled out Barbados for 64 and chased it in 8.1 overs. Uh, I don't even need the 30 seconds. I could have done that in about 15 seconds. Um, you could suggest that maybe out of the four teams today, two of them played cricket, not in the sort of Douglas Jardine style, but just in the remembering how to go through the, the, the basics, the mechanics of the game. Uh, a, a slightly painful day in a couple of ways for those watching on. Yeah, and, and sad as well because, you know, India-Pakistan is always a big game and it doesn't really matter whether it's in the women's game or the men's game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the format. We had a lovely crowd in as well. It was yeah. a crowd that gave support to both and the rain was threatening so it was adding to all of the drama and Pakistan just didn't show up. You know, they, they, they don't have a good record against India. Mm-hmm. And India have got a dominant record against them, but they have beaten them twice in this format before. Yep. And they often lift their game against India in this format. Mm. And it just it just never happened and never got going. Well, it's 10 India wins out of 12 now in T20s and 11 out of 11 in 50 over stuff. So the Indian women have dominated. But uh, like you say, we had the biggest crowd that we've had so far. The Holy Stand was probably two-thirds, three-quarters full, um, which was 
terrific. The atmosphere was a lot different to the test matches here where it's often pretty boorish and, and unpleasant, whereas, you know, it was, it was family-friendly. There were people dancing around with the bull mascot and having a good old time. And it actually did start OK because, look, reduced to 18 overs and Maneeba Ali at the top of the order came out and, and went for it, you know, hit a big six, her first six in uh, T20 internationals ever over mid-wicket. She made, what, 32 and mm. um, got got going with a few boundaries. But once she got out, things started to fall away pretty quickly. Yeah, and again, I just I don't understand the batting order. Obviously, losing Nidadar is a massive loss for Pakistan. I still think they bet her too low anyway. Mm. Um, she was brilliant in, in, in the previous game for Pakistan. But sadly, out with concussion, which is a, a real worry because it mm. was a blow that she took to the head in the previous game and she probably should have come off mm in that innings because she's clearly suffering from concussion. She wanted to carry on. Uh, I think it was, ugh, it's hard. I understand she wants to be out there, but oh, it's, it's your safety. Mm -hmm. I think she should have come off anyway, but she made the decision to play on in the previous game. Couldn't play in this game today, which is the biggest game really probably of the tournament. You want to be playing against India, don't you? So tough for her and tough for Pakistan. Mm -hmm. and I still think this batting order is not quite right for Pakistan. Uh, Iram Javed, she's been doing well in the middle order and, and I don't understand why they're trying to make her into an opener. She's she's done nicely in the middle order. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I'd rather, uh, Bismar Maharuf at least came in at number three mm -hmm. today, but then why not just maybe try somebody else opening possibly, I don't know, maybe one of the youngsters possibly, but I just, yeah, this, it's batting orders, it's a frustration for me. It's tough to get right in T20s. You don't have a lot of time, but you have to get it right in these big games. Mm. Well, it was those two. It was Bismarck Maruf uh, with Maniba Ali who put a partnership together. I mean, they, they lost a wicket before they'd scored in the second over of the power play, which was reduced to five. And then those two put on 50 and they're going along at a, a pretty good clip. And it's Snairana who comes in and she's got the magic touch for India. I mean, Whatever the format, we saw the way that she played in the Test match uh, in England last year. We've seen uh, her do some special things in short-form cricket as well. And they sort of, you know, they leave her out some of the time. She's a bit fringy. She's a bit sort of Ravindra Jadeja style, like she should be in the team every time they play, I think. And she was the one to do it again today. She comes on, she gets both the set batters in one over and she does it cleverly she's recognizing that there's a bit of purchase in the pitch she bowls slowly she loops it up she beats the bat and, and uh, pins Bismarck of LBW and then she gets the return catch from Maniba Ali who's just threw the shot too early it was clever spin bowling and it was you, you could see the craft in what she was doing. Yeah, it's exactly what Lisa Stalaker actually was talking about. Of course, Lisa Stalaker, a fantastic spinner in her own right and a legend of the game. She was telling us about how bowl it slower, get more turn, and that's what Snerana was doing in the end. Obviously, the spinners are all different. Like a Sophie Eccleston mm. is not going to be one to bowl it slower. She's known for bowling it actually quite quickly, and she's difficult to deal with because of that. But Snerana, being a different type of bowler, came in, slowed it down, got some purchase mm -hmm. and she was superb and, and as you mentioned good for in India in, in other formats but also even in the women's T20 challenge we saw recently as well she, she is a really good T20 bowler for me I think they should find a place for her always and she can bat as well and yeah. she's lively in the field yeah. and, I mean actually this Indian team almost everybody's sharp in the field there like Shafali Verma still she's probably the main liability in terms of mobility but they tend to pop her at mid on or mid off and, um, and, and have her stay put so they've got this dynamic team in the field and I suppose if if Pakistan's 99 all out was underwhelming it was redeemed by the run chase because Shafali Verma comes out and you know, plonks a couple of fours and a six and she gets out relatively early but she's boosted the scoring rate and then uh, Smriti Mandana just just 
played one of those sublime innings of the kind that she does, you know, 64 or 40-odd balls. She was hitting sixes. She was going straight down the ground. She was playing the pull shot. She was going up and over cover. And there's just this sort of languid elegance to the way that she plays. She's she's the most stylish player, I think, in women's cricket at yeah. the moment. Maybe Laura Bulvart gives her a run for a Yeah, minute. maybe. But I think... It'll- it's like a brave person not to enjoy a Smriti Mandana inning. Mm. She is absolutely phenomenal. I love how she uses the crease. She's happy to go onto the back foot, plays it well with the back foot. Yep. She's really good coming forward as well. Um, and there's not a lot of women within the game that actually do that so easily and, and, and make it look like she almost knows where the bowler is going to bowl. Mm-hmm. And she's she's not premeditating as such, but she just reads it so well. And there's not a lot of women who do that so easily. I loved also the touch today. A little open of the face down to third, mm. made it look so easy. Great elegance from her. So you had the power down the ground and that elegance as well through through third. I I enjoy watching Spitzi any day. Oh, mm-hmm. Pretty much fangirling today, really. Yeah, and and uh, also that India recognised that spin was the way to go. So Shafali Verma gets thrown the ball. She's taken one T20 international wicket before. She got a second today, got a sharp return catch. There were a couple of runouts while she was bowling as well. And she was really bowling slow too. She was just donkey dropping it up there. And, and Pakistan didn't know how to approach that, how to wait for it, how to take on that sort of bowling. Yeah, they've been using her in the, in the series leading into the Com games, which in a way I looked at the scorecard and I thought, Oh, really? She, she's bowling as mm. well? She can do just about anything. Because with the bats, I think she's one of the most exciting players there is at the moment. And mm-hmm. I honestly think she's going to change the game the way she approaches it with the bat, especially for India. But to see now just maybe another little skill, it's something a bit different. And, and what it does to your captain is say, all right, if we're in a situation where I feel like I want to maybe do something a bit different in the middle stages, I can just throw her the ball. She may bowl mm-hmm. one over. She may bowl two overs. I don't think she's going to very often bowl her full four overs. It's not something that you probably see a lot, but it's just another option. Why, why mm-hmm. not? Why not? And, and in a game where you know there's very little to lose at that point, why not give her the opportunity as well? And, and the Barbados game, a little bit similar at the start in that Hayley Matthews gets off to a flyer. She's particularly going after Darcy Brown, likes the pace. She goes bang through the covers three times, pulls her as well. So four boundaries. She's 18 off not many balls. And then premeditates this she advances at Darcy Brown you don't really need to charge at Darcy Brown because she will bowl short a lot of the time and she bowls fast enough that you don't need to unless you're trying to put her off but she advances and then goes through with a pull shot to a short ball anyway skies it up in the air gets caught and after that I mean the ass just falls out of the innings drastically oh you know I was disappointed with Hayley Matthews because well, she was striking it beautifully and I thought, oh, here we go. We're going to see a Hayley Matthews specials. This is mm-hmm. just what we want. And she's another player who is very exciting to watch. In the last couple of years, she's been brilliant with both bat and ball. But I just think that there's got to be a little rethink as well from Barbados and in particular against a team like Australia. They were... It, it was probably never in a month of Sundays where they're going to mm. match up to Australia. We have to be realistic. Sure. But, but they looked like a proper cricket team against Pakistan. Give they, your best yeah. chance. And I, and I think the best chance for me is splitting up Deandra Dotson and Hayley Matthews. Mm. Because it's a situation where you've got your two best batters opening. If one goes, then what do you do? Then you're kind of stuck. And you've got international experience coming in mm-hmm. in the Knight Sisters, but they're not going to get on with it. So for me, and it's something that Stacey Ann King actually brought up very early on before it right. actually started in the tournaments, and she was saying, got to split them up. Got to give it sort of a little bit of 
cover for the rest of the innings as well. Yeah, and, and then, you know, Alana King comes in, she gets Deandra Dot and LBW, and from that point they're always going to be struggling, but it was just kind of easy wickets, just little, you know, popping it up in the air the way that uh, that, that Kaisia Knight popped one out to the deep and it's caught out there off Talia McGrath. Little catches coming, lobbing up off leading edges to the infield and, you know, and once everything started falling away, it, it went quickly. Yeah, a clever bowling from Australia. They, they knew on this type of wicket that has been used now in six games, mm-hmm. they needed to bowl straight because it, it's going to slow down, obviously. There has been some nice bounce in it in this hybrid pitch, which is a fascinating thing in itself for me. But they were clever. Bowl it straight, keep it full, and keep it simple. And that's all they had to do. The number of LBWs and bowls that they got was mm-hmm. all from their tactics and, and certainly their discipline as well because you need to be disciplined enough to do that and do it regularly. And, of course, they're a very well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. There's quite one or two mistakes today. But for me, simple tactics, even from a team that is, they knew they were going to dominate, they kept it simple. And that's what Alana King did. LBW, bold, LBW, LBW. So she's just bowling straight and getting the rewards. She's got four wickets at this point she gets two lbs in a row and this i mean this really should be a hall of fame entry but it's so much in the middle of the match that we can't ignore it she's on a hat trick meg lanning brings the field in she has about five catches around on the offside she has a couple in the deep she pops herself at slip alana king balls perfect leg break turning away little bit of a a poke and a prod there from keeler elliott and off the outside edge and meg lanning puts it down i mean you're the captain of the side and you drop the hat trick. It was, I mean, she just lay on the ground with her head in the turf for about 10 or 15 seconds. Didn't want to look up, didn't want to see anybody. And it was straight to her. She just snatched at it. She was too eager to get hold of it. She had a bit of a panic and went, ah, and it comes away off the heels of the hands and, and goes down. And it was such a perfect ball as well because Elliot's a debutante. She's not in there for, the, for her batting. She's coming down the order as well. Her team's in all sorts of trouble. Mm-hmm. Why not give her a teaser outside the off stump? And she thought she's going to have a little poke at it, and she did. And Alana King was into her celebrations, way into it, because she thought, it's gone to Meg Lanning. It yep. slipped. Here's my hat trick. She had no doubt in the uh... world. And as you said, it was straight to her, and she put it down. Meg Lanning is such a good player, all-round brilliance I, I love her tactical brain i think she's uh, obviously from a batting perspective we know she's a standout mm-hmm. but in the field she sets very high standards and she's one of the reasons why australia are so good because mm-hmm. she leads the way so i can only imagine how she must feel at the moment i'm sure it still hurts and she would be gutted because even though they absolutely romped home mm. it's a special moment for the youngster who only made her debut this year yeah and she's already got a World Cup medal around her neck. She's played in the Women's T20 Challenge, played in the Ashes, and now she could have a gold medal around her neck too. Yep, but you don't get many chances to take a hat trick. It no. doesn't matter, you know, even if you're playing against relatively weaker opposition, you know, the, the confluence of factors that have to come together, it, it, it's so unusual that to, to miss that opportunity will... It'll be something that, that hangs around, you know, something that people keep reminding her about as her career goes on. I only fancy. one for Australia, by the way, in this format for yeah. this Aussie team. They can shoot. Yes. There's only one hat trick. So that tells you how rarely it happens. Right, yeah. Renee Farrell got one in a test match mm. in 2008 or nine, But, yeah, they don't, they don't come around very often. So if, we, if we're going to be critical of the Australians, there's one thing for me, which is in the run chase. They need to get 65 to win. They've got 17 runs off the first five overs of the power play. Beth Mooney gets out. Stumped, fine. She's coming down the wicket trying to smack one away. Uh, misses the ball, can't spin around in time. She's out. Elisa Healy at one point was four off 17. 
Hmm. And, you know, she has runs of low scores at the top of the order and all the rest of it. But the whole point, they, have, they talk up this big game about the bravado. Healy's job is to go out and attack and not worry about the consequences and all the rest of it. That looked like a player who was saying, oh, I don't want to be the one who gets out chasing 60. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not out at the end of the day. It just, it just didn't sit right. There wasn't... I mean, they faced out a maiden. She faced out a maiden over from Hayley Matthews in, within the first five. And then in the last over of the power play... Deandra Dotton comes on to bowl and it ends up going for 25. So 17 off five overs and then 25 off one over with an overstep no ball, mm. uh, a full toss no ball, a wide thrown in there. Lanning hooks a couple of those away for six. You know, the head high one she hooks for six, a short ball she hooks for six as well. So, I mean, it showed what Australia could have been doing if they laid into the bowling, but they didn't do it right off the start, which I thought when net run rate's important, you want to win this game as quickly as possible. Yeah, I just don't think it's the type of wicket to be able to do that from the get-go. I mm. think you need to get the pace of it. And obviously from Barbados' point of view, even with the international experience, they're not express pace. So they generally can bowl they don't actually normally give you a lot. Normally the, the plan from the West Indies point of view, mm -hmm. obviously a different team, but normally their plan is 7-2 field, bowling it wide outside the off so They're basically giving you nothing. They're not there to take wickets up front necessarily. Mm -hmm. They're there to contain. And I think it's a very similar sort of plan from Barbados's point of view. It's, it's really just contain, contain, contain in those first few overs, build some pressure, and then maybe take some wickets. And I think they were kind of trying to do that. And with Elisa Healy, when you've seen her before in tournaments, you mm -hmm. know oh well it's okay if she's not looking good in the, the, the group stages it's all right you'll get to the final yeah. and she'll smash it she'll make 100 in yeah. the final she turns yeah. it on in finals uh we should do the hall of fame the final word hall of fame is brought to you by advanced hair you go to advancedhairstudio.com slash final word if you want to get 15 percent off their uh, hair replacement assistance so something that affects women and men uh, not in equal numbers but it does both and they have a range of options and you can get 15 percent off because you're friends with us Almost the whole day was Final Word Hall of Fame worthy, really. I mean, just the whole Barbados game was Final Word Hall of Fame worthy. The the dropped hat trick, the 17 off the first five overs, the 25 off the sixth over, the Deandra Dotton just losing the radar completely, the head high full bunger off the top edge for six. I mean, it was chaotic. It was shambolic. It wasn't uh, necessarily quality cricket, uh, particularly in the second match. There was some quality cricket in the first match, but the second one, aside from Alana King's bowling, I'm not so sure. Yeah, um, I think the Hall of Famer sort of standout for me would definitely be Meg Lanning, the drop in that catch. Um, as you say, I mean, a lot of it wasn't up to the standard that we would want and certainly not up to the standard that we've seen in the first two days either mm -hmm. but the Meg Lanning catch was probably the thing that I thought oh um, yeah that was probably the thing that surprised me the most other than that for me the weather yeah. because it was rainy and gloomy this morning <laughs> and spitting all the way up to when we were meant to start we yep. had a bit of a delay lost a few overs and then now all of a sudden it's bright sunshine mm -hmm. in Birmingham so I'm still getting used to the English summer. I'd give a Hall of Fame nomination to the uh, the Commonwealth Games organisers for setting things up so that we had to shave overs off the India-Pakistan game, which then finished, and we had four hours until the next game. Four hours of bright, brilliant sunshine. But no, because of the timing, the schedule, I don't know, the, the TV network, I'm not sure what the reasons were. No, 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 if they're not on by this time, you've got to start losing overs. I mean, come on, they could have started the entire match after it had already finished and still played a full T20 
International and then played the next one. I will tell you the reason why on, we have so much time in between is because the tickets are separate. So you get tickets for the first game, you get tickets for the second game, you have to usher everybody out the stadium. You need four hours to usher everyone out yeah, and bring them back clean in. Clean the stadium oh. and then eventually you've got to have enough time to get people back into the stadium. Come off it. Just say, well, and, okay, but what they did today was say if you've got a ticket for the first game, you can yes. come to the second game for free. So the whole way through they could have just been selling day tickets and, and done it that way. Well, uh, there's a, if we can get into it, if we've got some time, on, there's a reason. Yep. Okay, one, the reason why they haven't actually just sold just day tickets or mm. just said, you've got one ticket for the day, you can go to both matches is because if you've got a whole bunch, maybe say, let's say India-Pakistan mm -hmm. fans on a day like this, yep. they might come to the first match and then nobody comes to the second sure. match and then no one has a chance to come to yep. the second match. Yep. So basically that's why I they sell it. them separately. Yes. I, I just still think that there's got to be you. a way. There's got to be a better way, as a, a TV infomercial person said uh, in Australia during the 1990s. So, and, and the last one for me was just this Samriti Mandana six down the ground that was so straight, so perfectly dead straight, like literally over the bowler's head, and it just came soaring up towards us in the commentary box. One of those little... <gasps> Have a little catch of breath moment <laughs> as, as you see it come off the bat. She batted beautifully today. So I think that's it. That's uh, the final word daily for Commonwealth Games. Day three, Jeff Lemon and Nat Germanos here. Uh, you can find what we're doing at patreon.com slash the final word. And uh, we'll have a day off because there's no cricket on the Monday, but we will be back on what will be day five of the games and day four of the cricket, if you can keep up with that, on Tuesday when England, New Zealand, South Africa and Sri Lanka will be going around. We'll see you then. I had to go about